listening to Feminist Killjoys, PhD, an hour of feminism, pop culture, and politics as discussed by two professional Killjoys. I'm Rachel. And I'm Melody. And today we'll be talking to Lacey Perpich Hedke, the founder of The Future in Minneapolis. And we'll talk about starting a small business as an anti-capitalist, being a witch and creating a witch district, which can be anywhere you want it to be, and so many other things, including Prince and Drew Barrymore. But first, Melody... How's it going? How are things? I'm How doing, are you? I'm doing good. I feel like I have my shit together today, so that's a good place to be. I usually don't feel like I have my shit together, so that's nice. Um, I started bullet journaling. Do you know what that is? Ooh, I do. I'm very interested in it. Do you like it? I like it because of my ADHD, because I always have like six post-it notes floating around the house with my to-do lists, and it basically mm-hmm. just puts it all into one it's basically a planner journaling seems like a weird word for it but it's uh you just make like a six month overview a month overview and then a daily log and then you can have like categories so I can have like an fkj project page and it basically just turns all of your post-it notes into like one notebook um it's a pretty simple idea but you know this one guy like put it out there for people to follow so I just I set it up today and you don't have Rad. to buy you don't have to buy a fancy journal. You can just get like a regular old dollar store journal or notebook right. and then just follow his his like little setup. So very cool. Yes. So hopefully that'll help with me staying on top of projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides that, everything's everything's fine. I mean, the elections were yesterday. We're we're recording this the day after the midterms. So in right. the United States. So I, I'll share like my big takeaways for me is like a bunch of women got elected into office and most of them were Democrats. And then Scott Walker got out of office in Wisconsin, which was huge because he's the governor of Wisconsin who took away the public unions in Wisconsin. So yeah, I don't like him. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah, I was happy to see him gone as well. How are you? How are you doing? (laughs) Uh, I'm well, I'm doing I feel I feel good today. I first wanted to thank all of our I made that sort of ask about um, more followers on Instagram because I'm trying to get a book published and people listened. Uh, I think it's a mix of our listeners and also friend of the show, LaCrista Greco, who is the operator and founder and curator of Guerrilla Feminism, the um, Instagram page. Uh, She also shared that. And I think because she has like a quadrillion million followers. I think that helped too. So thank you to everybody. Um, I'm still waiting to hear back from the publisher, but I did send the fuller proposal. So I'm excited and hopeful about that, but we'll see. And tomorrow I'm headed to Atlanta, Georgia for NWSA. Uh, If anyone hears this and is going to be there, come say hi. If you just, if you don't know what I look like, I mean, go follow me on Instagram and then you'll know what I look like. But say, hey, if you listen to the show, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that'll be there. Cool. So that sounds good. You'll have to keep yeah, an eye feel... on uh, the local news about Stacey, Stacey Abrams, too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. How is that even legal to run for governor when you when you run the elections? That's a good question. Like he's in charge good. of the like how you can't how right. can you run for office if that's your position? I feel like you have to resign from that to even. That's a great question, Melody. <laughs> if people are listening from another country, basically there is this governor's race and people are rooting for Stacey Abrams. She's an awesome African-American woman. The guy who's running against her, who's a Republican, is like in charge of the elections. And right now they're like they can't even call the race at this point. But there was a lot of voter disenfranchisement that was um, recorded and documented last night or all of yesterday. And so 
this is that's why we're talking about his role in the election. Yeah. So if they have a recount or a runoff, like he'll be in charge of doing the recount. Mm hmm. So. Yep. That makes America. a lot of sense. Yeah. Doing great. Doing don't great. We're doing great. On, don't rely on electoral Whoa. politics, everyone. Cool. So before we get into Lacey's interview, we wanted to talk about something that we think is really fun. It's a fun drive. Uh, (laughs) We're launching a fundraiser or a fun drive for our podcast, just like they do on NPR. And so I'd like to talk about the benefits of being a member of FKJ PhD. Tell us more, Melody. Well, we are two feminists that like to produce shows, and it takes a lot of labor and time to produce those shows. We also share resources with the people we interview. And so we'd ask you to become a member of FKJ PhD today. New members will receive special gifts. Rachel, what is one special gift that a member, a new member could receive from our fund drive? I'm glad you asked, Melody. One gift that winners or new members might receive is a copy of your book, Bike Lanes Are White Lanes. Signed. Signed by Melody, no less. Autographed. Or a copy of a book that you shared with us that you were really excited about. Do you want to tell us about that book? Yes, it's called Black Faces, White Spaces. It is about how African-Americans interact with nature in the United States, um, especially in national forests. And I've quoted from the book before, so I have a bunch of copies of that to give away. I have, wait, I have a sound effect. One moment, please. Can you hear that crinkling? I sure can. What is that? What's that? It's the sound of a soothing sea salt bath soak that you could also win. Not win. Let me, okay, let's explain this real quick because we keep saying like winning and giving yeah. away. So basically, if you become, if you have a one-time donation of $20 or more, or you become a new patron and the tiers, you will you can go to the patron site and you can see the tiers. It's like a fun drive tier. So you want to make sure that you pick one of those. And then it shows you that like if you sign up for one of them, then you get the gift that you choose. And there there's a limited amount of these gifts. And so that's why we have limits on them. So run fast to your Patreon or PayPal to give us a donation. And I should also say right away that the people that have been listening to us and donating to us for a long time, you're also part of this because we are going to put all of your names into a hat and do a giveaway that way as well. So everybody, new members and longtime listeners and members will be included in in this um, gift fund drive. So back to the scheduled program. There's salt. Right. There's salt. There's books. There's two surprise grab bags. One is like an activisty, radical, like political pins or, you know, post yeah, patches, like things, just surprise things from Melody and my collection of over like well over a decade of activist work. And then there's also like a witchy grab bag. So cool witchy things if you're into that kind of stuff. So two two different grab bag options. What else do we got? There's a poster that friend of the show, Jones, designed for us, never before seen. At some point after this episode is aired, we'll publish it on the internet, including Patreon. But it's a brand new design, and it's based on our episode 100, The State of the Killjoy. Oh, I don't know, but I just oh. want to reiterate how cool the poster is and how much we love Jones. So it's very cool. Yes, I remember. Uh, did you already say the episode art that I make? 
Nope, not yet. So when we're when we're recording, I often draw to stay focused. Sometimes you can hear me draw in earlier episodes when I didn't <laughs> mute my microphone and Rachel didn't yell at me. Not that it's your fault, Rachel. I just, I didn't I realize. I thought it was kind of soothing. It's like, oh, Melody's coloring. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I have the whole collection and I will give those away as well. And I think that's it. So just a little incentive. If you have been thinking about uh, donating either again, either one time or becoming a patron on Patreon. And I also just want to reiterate you know, we obviously, again, we, between the cost of producing the show, wanting to pay our guests and wanting to, at some point, occasionally pay ourselves, you know, obviously money living under capitalism, it's an important thing. But I do also want to reiterate, obviously, as to anti-capitalist feminists, we also want to be mindful that not everybody has disposable income. And so if there's ever anything, like if you really want a sticker, but you just can't financially give us anything, just, e- you know, email us, write us. Yeah. So we just want to reiterate that, like, if you want a goodie from us and you really can't afford it, send us an email. Um, everybody who donates $1 uh, or more, either one-time donation or on Patreon gets access to our newsletter. But if you can't afford that either and you want the newsletter, email me. I'll get you on there. So, you know, we if you have the disposable income, we would love if you decided that you wanted to support feminist media um, as part of your sort of whether it's monthly or yearly donations. But if you don't, let us know and we can still hook you up. And for people that are still listening to our fun drive, isn't this fun when we just talk about (laughs) ourselves for an hour? Just kidding. It won't be an hour. We have an interview. Uh, I still owe some people some stickers, by the way. So I have that in my bullet journal to do um, today and tomorrow. So if you're like, yeah, very funny, Melody, I still don't have my sticker. It's coming. So uh, I was tracking down addresses a while ago, and I owe still a few of you some stickers. So they're they're on their way. So just to reiterate, uh, you can check out Patreon for the different tiers and the amount of money per month you can donate to get specific gifts if you're excited about a certain one. And then... If uh, you want to leave a one-time donation, you can do that anytime at PayPal. And then also, just so you know, this this whole thing is going to run one month. And so we're going to cut it off December 8th. Some of the tiers, obviously, those are going to sell out once people have grabbed um, the amount of gifts that we have. There's a limited amount. Um, we're, say, we're putting some aside for the giveaway. And we'll do the giveaway during this month. So if you're an existing member, uh, we'll put your name in a hat and contact you about winning that. And I'm sure we'll air that as well on a future podcast episode. And I think that's it for the logistics of the fun drive so far. But if you do have questions, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Great. I also wanted to mention, we should have said this earlier, this interview with Lacey is kicking off. It's kind of this like lovely transition from Witch Month because Lacey is a witch and runs a witch project space. But um, it's also kicking off our Shop Local Month. So as Melody and I have debated many times, like... I think voting with your dollar only gets us so far. And also, I want to support people who I value and whose politics I respect and who are trying to do good things in the world um, more than I want to support corporations. So we are spending the month of November, given that, you know, there's a lot of pressure in our society to, you know, buy gifts for people and all the things. And I actually enjoy getting gifts for people. We figured um, since we're both in Minneapolis, we would feature some really rad local Minneapolis spaces. This interview with the future, if you're interested in supporting the future, you can, they do have an online shop as well. So you don't have to be local, but we, we think everybody should come and visit and, and hang out with at the future and the other places that we're going to feature this month. But um, yeah, so that's the sort of theme of this month. And for those of uh, you who miss um, Melody and I just sort of digging into conversation about 
current events or academic stuff, we are going to be back to that in December, but also probably have a little bit of that here and there on the episodes before the interviews. So stick with us. And we hope that you enjoy this new theme month. Anything else you want to say about that, Mel? I shop at Target sometimes. <laughs> You're going to, yeah, that's your confessional. By like, by sometimes, I mean, once a week after my therapy appointment, there's a Target across the street and I buy things there. I just wanted to be clear on that. Okay. But that, you prefer to shop local. Yes, I do. I just wanted to be honest because I'm the one that's always like, vote with your dollar. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Target. And <laughs> you say it just like that. Don't go to Amazon. And then I order a lot of shit on Amazon too. So, Yeah. Yeah. I can't help it. And yes, I talk like this when I make bad decisions. <laughs> um, okay, great. So <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Cool, Mel. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> so I would like to tell the listeners about this wonderful person that we spoke with. So Lacey Perpich Hedke is a public art witch, photographer, astrologer, based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. In 2017, she opened the Future in the Witch District of South Minneapolis, which is an aquarium lab and project and residency space with a small retail storefront that acts as a community center for witches and weirdos, which is about to expand to include into a larger shop um, and dedicated healing space. And we hear a little bit about that in the interview as well. So without further ado, Melody, will you take us there? <laughs> PhD. So we're live here at the future, your actual shop. What do you call it? A shop? I call it a project space. A project space. Like that. Okay. So what it besides it being a project space, like what is the future? So the future is a place for witches and weirdos, mainly identifying as femme, women, or queer, um, to come and meet each other. There's a little shop and there's an artist residency space and we have workshops. Cool. So we're in the artist re- residency space right now, we, right? The artist residency space is this little room back oh. here. Oh. We'll see that later. There's Great. a resident, but she's not here right now. Um, so this is like... Where are we sitting? We're in... Okay. Yeah. And we're surrounded by books and lots of tinctures and essential mm-hmm. oils. Mm-hmm. And those are all things that you use in the workshops. Um, it depends. This is a library and people are welcome to come and read. So it's a magical library. There's... A, uh, books about astrology, general rich witchcraft, herbs, all of these green books are historical spiritualist texts. Um, and then I also use this as a studio. I make processional banners, so I use this huge table. So it kind of goes from like public, semi-public, semi-private to private space, mm. the further back you go in the space. Cool. Very cool. Rad. So can you tell us the story about how you opened it? Like, what was the yeah. process? So I had been fantasizing about having my own space for a really long time. And um, I was working as a librarian at the Science Museum. And I got into a car accident. And my foot broke. And so I was laid out for like six months. Hmm. And all this other like really coincidental stuff happened coincidental that I was like, okay, I just had to like focus on healing for six months 
And then after I could walk again, I just like, my whole life changed basically. And I was like, I actually don't like my job. I'm going to quit it. I didn't have a plan, which was completely terrifying because I've never done this before. And I have a Taurus rising, so I'm like really uh, cautious and like try to be responsible or what I think is responsible, which is like just holding on to a job that didn't pay me very much and I didn't like. Anyway, so then once I quit, I made space for something better to happen and I got hired to help produce this event that was at the soap factory and it was called Hand and Glove. Um, now it's called Common Field, but it's like a convening for artists who run art spaces and have their own projects to come together um, and have their own conference. And it was super inspiring. And after that, I was like, you know, we don't really have many artist residencies in Minneapolis, especially ones that are short because artist residencies often are like a month or three months mm -hmm. and there's not many people that can take off from their life. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I really wish we had an artist residency space. And around like the time of the RNC and afterwards, I just saw a lot of DIY spaces closing. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I was thinking about Minneapolis. I grew up here and like, I just have noticed it's been changing a lot. Just like all cities are changing. And so I was like, how, how can I contribute to keep the city weird still? Mm -hmm. And like, I was wishing that there was like a community center for weirdos and um, I was starting to get more serious about witchcraft and being witchy and I was just like, God, I wish there was just like a place where people could meet, kind of like a third place. Mm -hmm. And so in the meantime, I was like organizing all these other public art events and then I got to the point where I was like, I needed something that was my own project because I'd been facilitating so many other artists to make art, which was really great. But I was like, I need something that's mine. So there was this place for rent by my house that I like was really cheap. And I was like, oh, maybe I could rent that space. But it wasn't the right space. And so then I just started thinking about, huh, it would be really cool to have a space to like have workshops or like have my friends like do events or... Um, to be able to host an artist in residence. And I thought about building like a tiny shack in my backyard, but it just wasn't going to work because like I live with my partner and a kid and a dog and it just like wasn't going to be good to like have strangers coming all the time. So then I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this. This is what I want. I want a place to have an artist residency. So it has to have a kitchen and it has to have a shower. And I want to have a place to have a library and workshops. And it would be nice to have a tiny shop to, like, sell my stuff and my friends who make stuff, their stuff. And I was like, and I want it to be within walking distance of my house, which was kind of a tough one because I live in Paderhorn. There's not, like, a ton of commercial spaces around there. And ideally, I would like to rent from someone with radical politics. <laughs> so <laughs> it's was a like, small wish list. Yeah, I was like, this is all that I want. And so I was like, mm, okay. And I kind of, like, wasn't really looking too hard. But I was just, like, looking on Craigslist one day, and I saw this space for rent. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And so I walked my dog down here and looked in the windows and I was like, hmm, maybe this is it. So I made an appointment to see it. And the guy who answered the door was this guy that I actually like knew and is a contractor and done work on my house. And he's like an older punk. And I was like, oh, you own this building? And so once I walked in here, I was like, oh, shit, this is like everything I asked for. Now I actually have to do it. And so I told him I wanted the space, and he was like, okay, well, there's one other person that wants it, so let me think about it. And he had told me that Prince's costumes were made in this space, and so I, like, went home, what? and I took a magical bath, Wow. and I was like, Prince, if you want to help me keep Minneapolis <laughs> weird, please help me get this space. And then my landlord called and was like, it's yours if you want it. 
Oh my goodness. So I signed the lease the day after the election, which was really hard. Whoa. Because I like, it was hard to get out of bed and it was like hard to come here and be excited about it. And I was like, should I even do it? Is the economy going to take? Is the whole world going to end? Like, is it worth it? And then I was like, no, we need this more than ever. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I signed, I signed the lease and I got the keys and then I opened a couple months later. It's amazing. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. So this space is also part of the Witch District in South Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who don't live in Minneapolis, can you explain what the Witch District is? Yes. It started as a joke. <laughs> and then we all took it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and that's manifestation. Um, okay. So my friend who used to tattoo at Seawolf down mm -hmm. the street. I have one of her tattoos. Me? Yeah. So I'm so sad that she left. She's so amazing. I actually emailed her and I said, I need, I'm going to come to Massachusetts and get yes. tattooed by you. Cause I still have work that I want yeah. to have done by yeah. her. So anyways, continue. Anyway. So we used to have a hot tub coven, which just meant we went to the Y and we sat in the hot tub. <laughs> and we were, we, okay. There, there was this building that I was obsessed with that has like, it's been vacant forever. It's finally getting something, but it's, um, in the North loop. And we were like, that would be which HQ. We have to go over there. And we like made fake business cards. <laughs> and we said that we were a patent office and that we were going to rent the space. And like I called to make an appointment to go see it. Not like we had any money to buy this building. But the person that was like, oh, yeah, there's lawyers working in there. We're not renting it. And I was like, mm, there's no one working there. Because like everything's boarded up. Anyway, hmm. we did not buy that building. And so when I got this space and she was on the street, we were like, come on, it's the witch district. And so we started like using that as a hashtag and it was a total joke. And then I was doing some work for a friend who was like connected to this magazine and they were like, we want to do a story about the witch district. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> okay. And so then they wanted to know what it was. And I was like, well, the witch district is wherever there's a witch. But also, like, there's so many women-owned businesses around here. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, maybe that's the Witch District. Because mm -hmm. there's Next Door, Imbue Yoga's owned by a woman, Hair and Nails is um, partly owned by a woman, Paper Salon's owned by a woman, Vittles around the corner used to be owned by a woman, Women's Woodshop, yep. mm -hmm. White Page, so many women-owned Sister Sledge. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided then that was the Witch District. But it can be kind of whatever people want it to be. Yeah. Cool. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that it was a joke, but then local media picked up on it. Yeah. Like I read like a legit, I don't think it was like a full-fledged article, but it was like, here are the three businesses yeah. that are the witch district. And mm -hmm. I was like all excited. Like I like this, I was like, how have I never heard of you this witch district? You told me that because I was still in Boston yeah. and like on air, you were like, wait, do you know that there is a witch <laughs> district now? And I was like, what? <laughs> I have to and come you back. You start your own district you just mm -hmm. have to start saying it's a thing mm -hmm. it's true and so that's it is great. Mm -hmm. that's great thank you for sure that's a, a wonderful story yeah thank you so why do you why do you think that having a project space like this you kind of mentioned and sort of motion to this but why is it important and how can it be important for a community building um okay so there's so many people who have met each other and started working on their own projects because they met here and that's really inspiring for me and one of I mean, the main thing I wanted this to be was, like, a kind of community space for witches and weirdos. And then, like, the shop was almost an afterthought. Hmm. And then once I started opening, I was like, oh, I'm opening a business. Like, I didn't set out that way to do it. 
Um, but like we had this mediumship workshop last night and it was so cool just to see people. Like we talked about like trusting your magic. And then afterwards this person came up to me and was like, I just want you to know that like I started working with people that I met here and like we're doing our own thing and this place is so valuable. And it was just a good reminder of like why places like this are so valuable that like, um, I feel like when I opened, I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to come in the door the whole two years that I signed the lease. And then obviously like people have come in and are super into it. Oh, it's not a ghost. It's just a latch, but I like thinking it's like, yeah, it's fun. It's a good sound. It's awesome. um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I just like, I think it's so important, especially now for like people to find each other and talk about, um, like magic and manifestation and, whatever kind of spirituality that they're discovering that's maybe outside of, like, the church that they grew up in, um, and, like, get more information about it, and, like, also to come to a place that, like, hopefully I have the vibe that, like, isn't too cool for school and, like, wants to talk to people and is open, Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of ways to connect with people here, um, and how do people connect here? There's, people can take workshops, there's um, something called Moon Babes, which is, like, a new moon. I went to one of those. Yeah. I think I'm going to start doing, like, witches mixers just so, like, people can, like, chat. Um, the residents usually offer some sort of public component, so it's, like, a workshop or a pop-up or a talk or a seance or whatever. Um, and then people, a lot of people just approach me and they're like, I'm going to do this thing here. Um, I was going to say something else. What was it? Do you want oh. to talk about how you're expanding in yes. the self-care space? Yes. But one other thing... That has been really important to me is like, okay, I have this space, like I want it to be a springboard for people who are starting their own business or thinking about starting their own business. And like, even if it's just like having them in the shop and like being able to pay them for what they sold that month. And maybe that's a couple hours that they can like devote to making something that they're mm-hmm. really into. Or if they like have a pop-up here and like experiment with selling things. Um, or just like giving people the opportunity to have 10 days away from their life to focus on whatever they want to do during the residency. Mm -hmm. That's been really meaningful. And then yes, I'm expanding. The future's expanding. I'm so excited. So in January, I'm going to take over the yoga space next door. And so the shop's going to get bigger and then it's going to be like, half of it's going to be a shop and half of it's going to be like a dedicated healing space. So kind of like witch's spa. So it'll be, like, a dedicated reading space, and then um, it'll have a massage table so you can get, like, body work or energy work. And so I'm really excited about that and, like, working with even more people. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Great. So I, I just have a follow-up question, so to circle back. To circle back to what you were saying earlier when you signed the lease, that you were worried that the economy was going to tank after thou who shall not be named got yeah. elected. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the opposite is happening. Like, it's really successful. What do you attribute to that besides just your you being you? But like, you were so worried oh, about it at the beginning, the right? I was like, I don't know much about the economy. <laughs> 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 no, I, I see what you're asking. Yes, like you were so worried that the shop wasn't going to yeah. work because of whatever was going to happen after Donald Trump got elected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your worry has, you know, yeah, that didn't I mean, happen. So, yeah, please don't tell me about the economy because I, yeah. I don't know either. But, like, what what do you, like, why do you think the shop is, or the space has been so successful? I think there's nowhere else in town that's kind of like this. And it's something that we've been needing and there's places in other cities like this. And I think that people are just getting more motivated in terms of, like, mm-hmm. getting 
um, active either politically or in their neighborhood mm -hmm. or um, like thinking of ways to make positive change. Mm -hmm. And also, I think because the, I don't even want to call it a Cheeto because I love Cheetos. But anyway, <laughs> that, that entity is happening. It does seem like people are just getting more into witchcraft as a way mm -hmm. to like, like create some power and like realize the power that we all have. And also as a way to like feel like they can create like an energetic boundary. Mm. Um, even the stuff that was going on with like the Kavanaugh hearings, like I feel like I definitely did magic around it. And I know other people were just cause like it was, it just felt shitty to go out in the world mm -hmm. that week. And then it was nice to be like, you know what? I'm going to like create this boundary at home that like makes me feel like I have a bubble when I go out. That's mm -hmm. like a bubble of some sort of like force or positivity so I feel like people are just, like, exploring what they can do to be more powerful. And then also just, like, the witch in general is, like, having a moment. And I attribute that to Neptune being in Pisces mm. for the first time since it was, um, like, so ne mm. the last time Neptune was in Pisces is when photography was invented. Wow. And also when um, spiritualism mm -hmm. kind of came about. So it was, like, this religion of talking to spirits and everyone was having seances and it was like pretty commonplace to have seances and like know a spiritualist or be a spiritualist and that kind of like blending of worlds like talking to the dead like alive talking to dead or like even photography like being able to capture mm -hmm. someone on a piece of metal or paper mm -hmm. like there was like all these lines being blurred and like people were really delving into new kinds of spirituality and now Neptune's in Pisces again for the first time since then wow. and so I do feel like that's a part of why mm -hmm. people are really tapping into witchiness yeah that's a great theory wow how long is Neptune in Pisces for it's it's for a while I okay think it's like like in it's like years okay okay yeah, yeah, instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of wow. it's at least yeah that's so it's fascinating like, like to look at how the planets are aligned as a form of history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, that yeah. is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can look at Pluto and, like, what Pluto was doing. And, like, like um, when I was born, Pluto was in Libra. And, like, so my generation is a lot about, like, changing how we look at relationships and religion. And so, like, mm -hmm. you just look at, like, how where different generations were born and how yeah. wow. that affects them. Are you technically gen... I'm a zoennial. Okay. That's, a, that's what so, I am. Yeah. I'm yeah. 81. Okay. I'm 83. Okay. 85. So I think you're on the very end. Yeah. I'm a cusp. Yes. And yeah. I feel more Generation X. And like culturally, I feel more Generation X. Yeah. But then there's some things that I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm a millennial. Right. Your right, vibe right. is very Generation X, too. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm, I appreciate, like, I value Gen X, but I think I have like a lot of millennial in mm -hmm. me. So, mm -hmm. but it makes sense with the, yeah. the My heroes, I mean, I always say like, Winona, I mean, Winona Ryder movies of the 90s were, like, my goals. And so, like, that's so gen. I feel like that's a definite mm -hmm. reality bites is, like, the definition of gen, yeah. I feel like. And so, um, Before we ask one of our last questions, I just wanted to make another comment about when you were saying, when Lacey was saying about the um, helping other people set up businesses. Mm -hmm. And I just thought about, like, how feminist of a yeah. move that is. Because I was like, so what true. dude, <laughs> what's this yes. white dude, like, helps other guys Unless Set it's up. in just like this, like a very gross, like corporate networky, like whatever oh, way. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is yeah. a very different thing. Yeah. But I feel like it just really resonated with like how I work at my, because I'm an educator and how me and um, some other women work together at the school uh -huh. and how it really confuses the men. Because they're like, <laughs> 
wait, you're supporting each other and yeah. helping each yeah. other? Like, you're not competing. Aren't you worried that they're going to take a class of yours? I'm like, no, because no, right. we all talk about it. So right. anyways, I just wanted to comment that I felt like it's, it's such a feminist move and obviously like part of your vibe and like what you want to do, but it's that's not the status quo. Totally, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a good city to experiment with owning a business because it's still not wildly expensive here. And all of the, like, all of the women and femme business owners I know are super supportive of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a radical act to support women and fem- femmes with your money. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, one of the only ways that I feel – I mean, there's a lot of ways, but, like, one of the really direct ways that I feel like yeah. I can support people. And it's nice to be like, hmm – who can I like hire for this? Mm-hmm. Who can I hire to do my graphics? At anything? Mm-hmm. It's like totally. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to have people here and to be able to support them monetarily, like, that feels really powerful. I went to school to be a librarian because I didn't want anything to do with capitalism, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna distribute information, and I'm gonna connect people with resources, which I'm doing here. But it's still weird to be like an anti-capitalist business, business owner. owner. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah, we've we've talked about that a couple different times on the show, and yeah, it is difficult. And I think we feel like that. I think we both got into education, or as professors for like similar thoughts. Like somehow that was going to be outside of capitalism because we were mm-hmm. distributing education, but mm-hmm. you're still within it, and so and you don't, and then you have a boss instead of like, <laughs> you know, versus yeah. the possibilities that happen when you're a business owner. And mm-hmm. so, but it's complicated for sure. Yeah. After this last um, James Brown Day, Lenny's Eve, January tw- or December 25th, mm-hmm. 24th, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. Like, this is a lot of commerce, which is good because, that, I mean, the only thing that supports the residency is the store. Right. Because mm. it's a free residency. Right. Mm. And I did get a grant from the Visual Arts Fund, um, Midway Visual Arts Fund, to pay and pay some residents to do a resale residency. But... Um, I was like, it's just, just going to feel weird that I was like doing all the selling. And I really appreciate everyone that came in and bought stuff. And it was really sweet too, to like see people like coming in and getting things as surprises or like being like, I want to get this thing. My friend came in and she really wanted it. And I snuck back here to get it. And then it was really nice in January to pay all of these artists, like a really nice check. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, just like, you know, some people are like professional makers and then some people are just testing it out or like doing it on the side. And it felt really good for them to be like, oh, shit, like, that yeah. was more than I thought it was going to be. And it makes a big difference. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, yeah, I love that. And I think, like, we're all consumers anyways. And so it's nice to have spaces where if I do need to get mm-hmm. or I want to get a gift for, like, Rachel, mm-hmm. that I have options that aren't corporate. You know, because if mm-hmm. all of us anti-capitalist people didn't do any commerce, then all we'd have would be corporate mm-hmm. schmucks to buy from. So, mm-hmm. So that's one way to a positive spin on it. Yeah, absolutely. So what's like the weirdest slash coolest thing that's ever happened here? Workshop or a talk? Okay. Well, there's different definitions of weird. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Different ones and then you can pick. Okay. So we'll do like a top three. Okay. Yep. Top three. So Lacey's weirdest things. Nothing weird spooky. But one guy came in. He was probably in his 70s or 80s. And he was like, this was pretty early on when I had opened, and he was like, I saw your name in a book, and I'm here to get lesbian toys. And I was like, <laughs> I don't really have anything like that. <laughs> and I was like, and I, don't, I haven't been around long enough to have my name in a book. Yeah. And then 
I was like, oh, Smitten Kitten, a long time ago, used to be out of that space. Oh. Obviously, they sell toys for lesbians and beyond. Right. (laughs) But then he was like, well, I'm also looking for a girlfriend and an out-of-body experience. I was like, I can't help you with any of these. Yeah. So that was bizarre. And then also someone came in. They were like probably like 19 or 20. And it was like. It was, okay, so here's what I could guess. is like these two women came in and they brought their friend and he was like, I think, confused. And he like took all this stuff and he like threw it down on the on the counter and he's like, I'll give you 10 bucks for all this. I was like, <laughs> no, it's priced. You can pay what it is. And he's like, this is too expensive, which isn't true because all of my stuff is priced for the working witch, so I know that's fake. And then he walked in and he's like, so is this like a corporate store? And I was like, what? <laughs> corporate store have you been to that looks like this? Like, well, it's just like the set prices and like the vibe. And I was like, whoa. Dude, I don't, I think he like had never been to something like this and was like completely confused. Yeah. Did he like grow up on like DIY literature? No. And then, oh, okay. I'm sure okay. Okay. It was the opposite. Where he was like, why aren't you doing sliding scales? But no, doesn't no, 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 understand no, no. reality. I think it was okay. like, this doesn't look like. Best Buy, or like it just doesn't feel like a mall. Oh, the and opposite so, way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think he was just confused about why this was like this. Like, yeah. this does not look like a corporate. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so those two things were weird. I'm going to try to think of other weird things, but I can tell you something really cool that happened. Yeah. Okay, so this is like a couple of weeks ago, and um, someone called and they're like, oh, do you have that Many Moons book? And I was like, yeah. And I had actually ordered a ton of them because the last time I had sold a bunch and I was like, oh, they're like, I'm going to be stuck with a lot of them basically. And so like, well, I'm Drew Barrymore's assistant and she's looking for them. Would you overnight it to Drew Barrymore? And I was like, any Drew Barrymore? <laughs> Amazing. I was like, yeah, my friend and I like smoke weed and watch her makeup tutorials. And he's like, oh my God, I'm going to tell Drew that. She'll love that. <laughs> I don't even really wear makeup. I just love her makeup tutorials. Anyway, so I overnighted her a book, and I put some crystals in there, and I put the scene I wrote. Oh, my god! And then the next day, he called back, and he was like, Drew will take the rest of the books. And I was like, what? Whoa. And so then I just, like, touched them all, and I was like, Drew, is that me, Drew? Oh, my god! And then other people would come in, and I was like, these are going to Drew. Do you want to touch them? And so, like, all these people like, Drew, we love you. And then I overnighted them to Drew, and then she posted on her Insta that everyone should support the future. Oh, my God. Drew. Very good. My heart is exploding. My mouth is open. I know. Jocelyn. The whole time I was just like skipping around, but it was also uh, like when the Kavanaugh stuff was happening, so I was like skipping around. And, and all of a sudden then dragged yeah. down. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let that drag me down. Uh, <laughs> I love I mean, that. that happened. Wow. That's a, then, it's beautiful. I know. I know. And then like, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> other thing, cool things that happen is like so many cool residents have come through. I've made really good friends just because of like really cool people come mm-hmm. through. Um, I've like traveled to other cities and like seen them there mm-hmm. and then like so many people like over a hundred people applied this time and I like every time I go through all the applications I just want to cry mm-hmm. and I, I'm just like I just want to pick everyone everyone's so inspiring Aww. so maybe that's the other cool thing yeah I wish I had a spooky thing but I don't really have any do you ever feel princess ghost you know, I try, and, like, during the mediumship workshop last night, we were trying to contact him, but then we're like, I think he's too busy. He's just not here. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's probably like got a packed schedule. In the yeah, world. I mean, so many like performance venues that oh my he's God. been at. Like so many people to jam with. Yeah, so many people to make out with. <laughs> For sure. Don't you? Th- I feel like he's really mad right now. He mm. might not be wanting to come back right now because mm. his music is like all over Spotify. Oh. Like they're not respecting mm. like his his um <clears throat> estate is not respecting his values yeah. and principles about his music. So. Mm. I, I wonder if he's also just trying to stay away for a little bit because there's lots of drama going on in the space. Mm. Not here in the yeah, space, yeah. but in Minneapolis. Hmm. Well, I hope he knows this is a safe space. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. That is so cool that he, <laughs> yeah. his costumes are made here. Amazing. I know. I'm sure he came here at some point for a fitting, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So to close out um, – Speaking of Drew Barrymore, so is there a if so if people who are listening aren't in Minneapolis in the Minneapolis area are can they buy stuff online? Or yeah, no, okay. Yeah, there's an online shop. Um, they can also check out what the residents are doing, and it's thefuturempls.com, and then Instagram is thefuturempls. Great. And I have a Facebook, but I almost never go on Facebook. Good. We're the same. Yeah. But I put the events on there, and then I like quickly yeah. get question. What's the most popular thing that you sell here? <clears throat> Or popular thing, or maybe, I don't know if sales really matters, but... People are really into crystals. They're into any sort of, like, book or workbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. I make those astrological sprays. People seem to like those. Cool. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Just curious. It's like one month, everyone will be super into this one thing. And then the next month, everyone will be... And it has nothing to do with what I posted on Insta. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... Every, like the Some whole collective city energy decides, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pendulums this month. Right. <laughs> the pendulums were really hot last month. I have no idea. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. fascinating. Yeah. I like how, yeah. well, as you are a witch, you would be very intuitive, but I like how you you see the world in a really interesting way. Yeah. I also do this thing. So, when I, I used to, I've worked in retail pretty much my whole life, and with like other than being a librarian. And when I worked in retail at this one store, I noticed things I would touch would sell. Mm-hmm. And so, I would like do an experiment. I'm like, I'm going to go touch those Cheetos. And then I would like touch them. And they'll sell. <laughs> Amazing. So, sometimes I do that in here just to see if it works. Yeah. And it usually does. And you're an Aquarius, right? It's true. Oh, so, are we? so, yeah, we're all. Wait, you're both Aquarians? Mm hmm. Yeah, and I have Cancer rising, Capricorn rising. So I relate to like the work, like the work. I have a pretty intense work ethic. So, so you, but yeah. that's what's your moon again? Sco- Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your moon? P- Pisces. Whoa, so much. You've got like so much water and earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beyonce is also Scorpio. A moon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because I know she's a Virgo. I yeah. was really like. I'm still like processing my moon discovery because mm. I don't like Scorp like me and Scorpios. It's like too intense, but I'm learning more about like the goodness of Scorpio. Yeah, Scorpio and just, is great. Yeah, it it's just like it's that's an interesting combo with Aquarius because Aquarius is like so distant from the things. Yeah, Scorpio is like so in it. All right, thanks, Lucy. Thank you. And we back, and we back, and we back, and we back. It's a copyrighted song. It's true. we got to stop singing after 15 seconds. Okay. 
So Lacey was rad, right? Everybody should go to the future, order online at the future. It's a super amazing space. It feels really good to be in there. Yeah, it's and I'm awesome. Be, oh, well, you, I think you heard that on air. I don't remember if it's in the interview, but I'm going to be a resident there. I'm super stoked. I shared that last week, so I'm I'm excited. Hey, Mel. What up, what are Rachel? You reading, watching, and listening to. Wow, really nice. I'm reading the new Mr. Rogers biography because if you, I don't know if you've ever known this about me, but I really like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. So there's a new biography that I'm reading and I'm really enjoying it. I'm also reading one of his parenting books, not for research, but just because I have two young nephews. And so Mm -hmm. I just, I'm always curious like what Mr. Rogers says about parenting. And he says the ages of three to six are very important for child development. So Mm -hmm. the pressure's on. I'm watching videos by sailor j have you ever watched videos by sailor j on youtube no i think you might i don't know how you'd feel about her but she's a like she's just somebody like you or me she makes youtube videos and one of the really funny ones is contouring 101 and she like it's basically uh she makes fun of makeup tutorials but she doesn't really make fun of the tutorials she makes fun of like the patriarchy and makeup you know so she's okay, like yeah she's like the men can never know that we have noses we must hide our nostrils because <laughs> if they find out we have nostrils it's over so she just does <laughs> silly stuff like that while putting on right. makeup and so she does contouring like all wrong so <laughs> i love her so i've been watching her a lot for comedic inspiration and then I'm listening to a lot of new music. I've been really good about that. Um, but somebody that I really got into recently is Brandy Carlisle. Okay. Are you familiar with her? Yes. Okay. She probably isn't <laughs> anybody that you're into, right? No, or... I think she has. I think she makes lovely music. It's just funny because she's like, lesbians really love Brandy Carlisle. And like, you can't be like. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know that. Like, there's a lot of jokes about lesbians and Brandy Carlisle. Really? Shit. Yeah. You know why? Okay, well, first off, that makes a lot of sense. Second of all, <laughs> I just really love her music. Like, it's just like old school folk music yeah. that I just love. Yeah. And third of all, I'm really, okay, do you know that she's having, this is so problematic, but just listen to what I have to say. She's having a like a thing in Mexico, like a resort weekend. And it's like $1,500. And I was like, Robert, we have to go. This will be so much fun. And then I was like, we're not going. It's $1,500, you know? But then I was like, wait, now you just told me there's going to be only lesbians there. And they're going to have like, (laughs) and they have like a kid section. Like it's going to be kid friendly. Yeah. And so I'm like, now I'm like, wait a minute. I could go down there and smoke a bunch of weed and hang out with kids and lesbians. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And I think like retreats like that, the $1,500, I mean, you won't have to pay for any food. You won't have to pay for your lodging. You'll probably have to pay for travel. I mean, I'm not saying it's I know, not a but it's in Mexico. It's yeah, in no, Mexico. Can I mean, they not? Prob- yeah. Can they just it's not do it? Prob- can they just do it in like California? Why do they got to go to Mexico? I mean, it's cheaper. I mean, it's yes. a probably cheaper. I mean, some people would say it's like, well, we we've we've talked about tourism. Maybe just, she thinks that it's supporting the economy. Okay. And- Prob- yeah, she probably has a really because Boni Vera did the same thing too, although he canceled his. But it's just like we're going to be in Mexico and not be able to hang out with the locals because the right. resorts are so well, you know how it oh, is. Yeah. They're just so a resort in particular are like they're so yeah, they're super fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be a lot of cognitive dissonance to be there. Yeah, but I don't think I could handle I it. Su- I support whatever you choose, but yeah, <sighs> lesbians and babies though, all in one space. <laughs> okay, um, thanks for letting me ramble on my RWL. What are you RWLing? 
I am reading uh, Almost Finished with Rebecca Solnit's Hope in the Dark. Um, mm. I have mixed feelings about Rebecca Solnit. I think she is a mainstream writer who is further left and a white lady, like an older white lady mainstream writer who is further left than a lot of mainstream writer, older white ladies. But there's definitely moments that I, that I'm like, you need to be more radical than you are. But Hope in the Dark was written during the Bush era, Melody. So you <laughs> would, you would really, it's like, I feel very fucking nostalgic. Okay. In like a you know lots of mixed ways because it was like you know obviously a really you know terrible time for mostly Iraqis um, and obviously you know people in people Afghanistan. in the United States of course and Afghanistan and you know all of all of the ways the the country was a mess then but it's it's also like as we've talked about before really interesting to see parallels and you know I'm somebody who really likes turning back to history to remember that we've been through really shitty times and. Uh, organized through it. She also has this great section on the Zapatistas and the WTO um, protests. So there's some there's some really cool stuff in there that feels very um, inspiring. And she's also like a really lovely writer. And uh, so that's been that's been nice, like morning and, you know, when Mm -hmm. I wake up and before I go to bed reading. Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah, it just came out. So how did she but it was written in the Bush era? Do you know the history behind that? Or- no, the, uh, there's like a new there. Basically, there's a new forward that that. Oh, yeah. I see. So it's an old book, but because yep. of her probably popularity for men explain things to me. Yep. 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 All those things. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So watching. So I saw Star is Born last weekend. Oh, really? That with Lady Gaga? Uh-huh. Barbara Streisand really liked it. Did you like it? I fucking loved it. Okay. So did Barbara. Yep. I fucking loved it. Now, let me let me say like why I know that it was a really good movie, because it's about ultimately by the end of the movie, it's about two rich people. And I loved them and cried and felt for them and didn't hate them, which is very difficult for me to do. It's really hard for me to care about rich people's problems. And I'm sorry, but that's just who I am. But I was so fucking moved. And I cried and literally was like could not leave the movie theater seat because I was just sobbing and shaking his arms <laughs> it's very sad I mean there's an important trigger warning about um suicide okay see I think that's really important to know because I don't want to necessarily go into a movie that has that to do with it you know right. what I mean right like I just so can't handle that warned. sometimes yeah I won't tell you who or when or how or whatever but like yeah so be aware I think of that. that's really important to know yeah, I think so too. So, but, but I, I really, I just loved it. I just loved, it was like two and a half hours and I loved every single minute of it and I could have kept watching it and um, the songs are in my head and I'm walking around trying to sound like Lady Gaga now and it's just, I just loved it. I loved it. So <laughs> I, I bet. I'm laughing I mean, at you <laughs> trying to sound like Lady Gaga. Please send me videos. Up the deep end, watch as I dive in. Ma, da, 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 da. I don't know the words. All you of should them, sing but... like that more often. Okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, but I'm curious, maybe it can be an, a thread on our FB page, um, our community page. I know that it's problematic. Like there's tokenism. There's, you know, the fact that it's about two rich white people. Although Lady Gaga didn't start as rich, of course, because got to have that rags to riches element. Mm-hmm. Um, neither did Bradley Cooper's character, actually. But um, yeah, definitely tokenism, you know, problems. But I just, oh, I just loved it so much. So that's what I'm watching. 
listening to it is November and it is snowing and that means that I get to listen to my fave literally this is like one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time it's this very simple song by Julie Dwarin it's called Snowfalls in November and I get very excited every November that I get to listen to this song because it's just so pretty and so simple and I just think Julie Dwarin has the most like beautiful like earthy spooky voice ever and I just love the song so I think everybody should go listen to it while they look out their window if they're lucky on a snowy fall snowy fall day it felt really like cozy today when I woke up Mm -hmm. because I have the I am lucky enough to have a house with heat that works that I can keep up above yes. you know like 65 degrees but like right. looking outside I was like oh my god it's the cozy season where I get to wear sweatshirts and mm-hmm. bake cookies and mm-hmm. yeah so but also <laughs> big shout out to people who like this is a trigger for sadness like the snow and stuff I like really really feel you and I try to bring this is so this is when I change my fanny pack I change it to my cat there's one with cats and donuts and other baked goods as my fanny pack and it makes people mm-hmm. smile in the winter so um, I have to change my fanny pack now. Um, but yeah, I f- I'm sorry for those of you where it's like, it's over. Like Jones was sharing, I'm sure she's fine with this, that like the time change is like often, which is good to know actually for people who suffer from depression, if you have friends, mm-hmm. that like the time change um, in the United States, we just fell back, our time shifted. And like that is like a time in which a lot of people start going down. So check on your friends um, send them good messages. Yeah. And if it's you, you know, reach out to people, therapy, mm-hmm. whatever you need to do. Talk mm-hmm. to us. Yep. Winter can suck too. It's probably not yeah. helpful. We're like, we love winter, snowmen, snow people. <laughs> okay. Great. FKJ. Power.